Welcome to Fresh Creatives, where we build stories from your ideas. Fresh Creatives, a new podcast where we tell stories from your ideas. Um, my name is Marvin Yeo. I'm one of your hosts. I am a digital producer and a social director at Collaboration. But here I am going to be your host as we um, make up stories. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's introduce my co-hosts. We have Kristen. Hey, it's Chris. Um, I guess I'm a freelance writer, producer. I uh, work in the digital space, a little bit of indie films. And... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to 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 do a little bit of live brainstorming. And our third co-host is Porter Young. Hi, I'm Porter Young, and I am an actor and self-proclaimed nerd and new to the podcast world, so I'm very excited to be here. A little uh, background on, since this is our first episode, uh, this is an idea that I've had in the back of my head for a while now, and then um, Chris Din came on my other podcast, The Cloudcast, and then kind of caught the bug so we started talking about what shows we can do on our own and i pitched this one he was like yes let's do it i yeah thanks for having me by the way oh no thanks for being part of this um but yeah no and then talking about creating stories with like a diverse uh, from a diverse perspective creating characters and that involves no minority characters and female characters yeah we wanted we we needed we needed the female perspective because i think it's always hard to uh you know write from that for me right yeah from that perspective so i mean porter and i have known each other for many 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 years and we're always talking about graphic novels and mangas and things that that she's really into and i get a lot of my uh like what's cool in the graphic novel world from from her oh i didn't know that yeah, I'm always texting you like, That's hey, cool. what, what's what's a cool graphic novel that I should get into right now? <laughs> well, you introduced me to that uh, comic app. That's really cool. Web Webtoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very There's cool. There's a, a lot of cool comics on there. Awesome. So yeah, that's uh, so we asked Porter to jump on and be a part of the team. So this is Fresh Creatives. Uh, we're going to take your ideas that are sent through. Uh, we have a Google Doc um, right now available at our Facebook page where you can enter your ideas and then we'll take them. And turn them into um, drama or comedy gold, um, depending on our mood. <laughs> yeah, we, we where we turn them into like the perfect elevator pitch. I yeah. So uh, our goal here is to take a one sentence, like tweetable story pitch, and develop, uh, I guess, essentially a treatment around it, which is a basic story outline, characters, something that we can, uh, something that you would be able to explain to someone and for them to understand exactly what you're trying to make. Yeah, I always describe it as like the the thing to convince your group of friends to to go watch this movie with you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So if you enjoy what you hear, you can submit your own ideas. You can find uh, Fresh Creatives at Fresh Creatives on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Twitter, and you can find the link to our Google Doc there as well. But let's do you want to get started? Let's uh, yeah. check out our first idea. Let's, let's do it. All right. So our first idea comes from Lauren Lola, who is Aiko Lauren Lola on Twitter. Her idea is, a man who was born on December 31st, 1979 at 11.59 p.m., struggles to come to terms with what generation he belongs to generation x or y so is he a generation x or is he a millennial and then i really like this idea because i feel like we need like millennials have gotten a really bad rap you know yeah like people hate as as a like i was born in 84 so i'm like older millennial and i'm always you know like oh we're not that bad you just <laughs> We're, we're just misunderstood. <laughs> well, I, I, I this is a little bit of news to me, but I did not know there was a cutoff date for being a millennial. I think it's kind of a floating, you no know, timeline. It's, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't 
And I didn't know there was so much hate on millennials, but I'm starting to see all the memes pop up everywhere. There, it's, it's been a thing ever since uh, we started graduating college. You know, people start saying like, "Oh, they're all lazy. Mm-hmm. They're all entitled." Um, but you know, to be fair, we didn't become this way on our own. You right. Know? Right. Um, we graduated into like a shitty economy. Mm-hmm. Um, our parents won't retire, so we can't take their jobs. And. Um, <laughs> But the thing is, like, generate like generations are more cultural than than actually like. There's no hard time, right? It's more like the time you come into age or other factors, like yeah, determine how you view the world, how your what your values are, right, right. And but, you know, millennial values are more like we're more independent, right. We value our self, you know, care. You yeah, know, our our we're not willing to work long hours for jobs we hate. Mm-hmm. I think that's the exactly. biggest thing, and I think that's what annoys. Because like the generation, our, our parents' generation is all about like, put your head down, do your job. You'll have fun when you retire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's opposite for us where it's like, well, we want to have fun now when we can experience it, you know, at a different level. <laughs> when you're young, you want to yeah. have fun, not when you're old. And, um, yeah. So I think it is a different mindset and we refuse to settle too. Yeah. So... But I guess as with everything these days, like it, it needs to be, I guess, quantified somehow. So it's interesting that the prompt does kind of yeah. quantify it in giving it a so, timestamp and a date. I'm imagining maybe this is some sort of like a government mandate that, that you, people become segregated by generation. Like mm-hmm. some, like <laughs> the label has to mean something in this world, right? Yeah, definitely. Like if you're a millennial, you're now like, you suck or you're now a second class citizen or right. something like shunned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, there, or maybe, um, because this is about someone who was born on the cusp. Right. right. So maybe, maybe instead of being born right before that cutoff, he's born after. after. Okay. And then he grew up his entire life thinking he's like a Gen Xer, like mm-hmm. a super proud Gen Xer. Right. I don't know what he's Gen- like very proud. Yeah. Gen X. <laughs> like Ross T-shirt Gen X. And then yeah. Someone tells him, Officially, you're now millennial. Like, yeah. This whole world turns upside down. <laughs> right. It's got it. So obviously, you guys see it as a comedy. It's yeah. obviously a comedy prompt, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes me think a lot of um, idiocracy, like right off the bat. Oh yeah. How oh, so? That's such a uh, you know the idea that like uh, uh, Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. Luke mm-hmm. Wilson uh, gets. Uh, he's in a time machine, right? He gets transported to a. a, a t- he's frozen. I think he he's gets cryogenically frozen. And he wakes up in an age where the world is run by idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I think I, I like that movie a lot. I think yeah. it had a lot of really, uh, not only was the comedy really obviously very funny and very ridiculous, but it, it was saying something that I felt like, uh, was very relevant to, <laughs> to, you know, the state of things. Where we're going. It's relevant <laughs> right now. I mean, it's, Idiocracy is back in theaters for like a limited run. Yeah, it is. Um, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has a big following. Yeah. So, so are you are you saying that? Okay, here's what I'm thinking now. It's uh, our main character, guy or girl, um, gets frozen, and then appears in the future where like they want millennial ingenuity to save the world's problems. But he's like. But I'm Gen X, mm-hmm. and he says has a fake being a millennial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, something like that. that's a good, yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> like I think fish out of water obviously is always the best way. Fish out of water also mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. I, yeah, the two, the only two ways I could think about approaching this in a fun way is to it's either fish out of water, like some type of time travel situation. Or it's a body swap movie. Oh, those are the two ways I think where the contrast is the highest for the character, and that's where we can have the most fun and say something, and you know, say something. Yeah, about, about how generation and like, yeah, don't judge people. Yeah. Everyone has their worth. Come on, millennials don't suck. <laughs> so, well, how would the body swap thing? I was going to yeah. ask that. What do you mean by body swap? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know. I think we go. It's like, you know, like, uh, what's that movie? Um, 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 Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. That's, that's like considered like a classic body swap. Yeah. And, and yeah, any of those films, um, where like there's that Zac Efron one, Mm -hmm. 17 again, where he becomes a teenager again again in the present. And there's always a magical element. Yeah. Yeah. But we're in a day and age where we can make it semi technology driven. I mean, Mm -hmm. 
even then, since we're developing diverse stories, maybe something like maybe a millennial kid, Asian kid, swaps places with like their refugee parent, yeah, and like exactly. see the world from, and then would they like all of a sudden talk with an accent or right, like maybe right. like seeing the world through? Because that's something that Chris and I also talk about, is like seeing the world now through our parents' eyes. Now that they're we're old enough that they actually tell us things. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating too. That's might be a good. I think that's a, that's a place where you can get a lot of comedy and good drama and good like character <laughs> building, you know, um, elements out of. I yeah. think that's. I think that might be the way to go. Yeah, maybe. Hey, um, um, All right, let's tuck that idea into our our quiver real quick, and let's see what else our listeners sent us. Here's another one from Lauren Lola, um, Twitter handle Echo Lauren Lola. Two people who meet via a dating network that goes based on your astrological sign meet for the first time. So like a first date where you're matched based on your zodiac sign. That's a fun one because there's a lot of, there's so many dating apps now and that's kind of how everyone goes into dating. So that would be interesting to, to so, see all the different types of people with your horoscope yeah. match. It's a good starting point, I think. Just as a blind date thing, that's that's a good. That's always a good place to good place to start. I feel like, for me, immediately, the idea behind astrological signs mm. uh, is like you know, uh, as humans, like we're always trying to find patterns, mm-hmm. right? And, and again, we're trying to quantify things, and that's like an old school way of doing it <laughs> back in, you know, it's like an ancient way of doing it. Yeah. Especially something with something as complicated as love and relationships. We want to like understand it and see signs and, and, um, we want to cheat it, right? We, yeah. we, we want to like, we want to understand how the game works. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, that I think that's the whole idea behind dating apps today. I, I think yeah. this is a really great idea of combining the old and the new. And it's like, we are trying to, say something grander than you know so is this gonna be would this be like a we follow them on the first date and kind of like a like before sunset type of thing or it's just like a <laughs> i i i think what's cool is obviously for rom-coms we all mm-hmm. think this is a rom-com right yeah yeah you know it's like could the, be a drama it could be like could be a drama too oh could be a, a dark uh, a more grounded uh rom-com well, speaking of dark maybe like Maybe they're forced to. Like, is is there a way? Like, oh. you're like, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. like a prearranged marriages. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, my my brain always goes to dystopian futures and like yeah. how like right. maybe this is like the government telling you like, or you have to date this person. This is the best match based for you. on your match. Like, we have to repopulate the earth after like yeah. a apocalypse or something. Right. Yeah. Or that would be, you know, <laughs> that would be a good reason to, like, mm-hmm. if it's for the sake of, uh, you know, the the bigger whole, right? And you'll create like the best offspring with your match. <laughs> the, the strongest, uh, yeah, the strongest, the strongest and the best offspring. Yeah. Um, I I think that's a really interesting. If we're going a little bit on the darker side, it could still be really funny. But if that's how it started, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very cool idea. It's a, a little futuristic. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I'm, I'm I'm into that. And you just don't question, right? Or how far? Yeah, you just don't it? question, or maybe it's, for some reason you're only compatible. Like you only make babies with with oh, your that's... specific signer. Well, like now that you're saying that, I'm beginning to think that we're we're in a place uh, far along enough where this system is in place, and you truly it's been so ingrained. Um, in the population that once you're matched up, then that's, that's the only person that you can ever be with. And, and that's just, it's kind of a a metaphor for like the, 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 the social norms and rules that are put on us. Mm -hmm. And so these people just like, they just go by this thing. They accept it. They accept it. It's well, I'm wondering when you say like that you can only create babies with your match. Is that like, would that be a government re- regulated thing or genetically regulated you know because then think you it's can a, go into that i think it'd be government right be well like... i think it's it would be propaganda i think they yeah. would make oh. you believe it yeah just like we believe you know for the long time like where's you guys know the idea of like breakfast is the most important meal of the day do you know where that came from that was totally it's a not corporate no it's not 
blowing my mind right now. No, no, no. Uh, the <laughs> father eating breakfast again. That was all propaganda, man. Like the you know <laughs> the first PR guy in the world. His last name was Bernays. Like all these the pork. Wait, guys. wait, wait. His name was Bernays. Yeah, yeah. Something, something. Bernays. Was he like? He's the godfather of PR. Okay, of not of like of um, what was that? Um, Ace Bernays, something else? No, no, that's the sauce he put on um, Eggs Benedict, right? No, oh, Hollandaise. Hollandaise. <laughs> Hollandaise. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Well, why why was that put into place? Because the pork industry wanted to sell more pork, and he came up with the idea that if he got a bunch of doctors together and kind of manipulated what they said, which is like, yeah, you know, uh, he kind of made he kind of got all a bunch of them to say. Yes, it's very important to start your day off with a with a with a hearty breakfast, and that way they can push like the bacon as part of American breakfast. Bacon and and eggs as well, because I feel like eggs is also ingrained in our yeah, mind. Yeah, where we... yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so you say it enough, and we believe it. So yeah, so maybe the zodiac sign requirement is just one part of this like tyrannical future regime, mm-hmm. like trying to control the populace. Totally, and mm-hmm. then so maybe. Our heroes, our main characters, are two people who got mashed up, but there was a glitch in the system. Mm-hmm. And like, instead of like Aquarius with like, I don't know what they're compatible with, like Gemini. Yeah. The guy's actually like a Pisces. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. and they don't realize until like they like hit it off and realize that they're both like, wasn't like two water signs aren't supposed to be compatible or something. I don't know. I'm not big on astrology. Do you, do you know anything about <laughs> I, it? I don't know anything there, about astrology. There's so much you can go into. Yeah. Like, like like you said, water sign or fire sign. And then there's also horoscope and yeah. like the moons that are... <laughs> so maybe... I mean, we, we don't even have to go with astrology. Maybe we can go like Chinese zodiac. Like maybe yeah. like a rat with like a dog. But mm-hmm. then like it was a glitch and you guys actually a chicken. Right. And they realize that afterwards. And then the government like comes in and tries to like break them up. Mm-hmm. And then... They go on a run for love, yeah, and then they start a revolution or something. So kind of yeah. that reminds me of um, Adjustment Bureau, where they're yeah. like <laughs> trying to track them down and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, that's that's just like the Adjustment Bureau. They yeah. did they the the quotation hand sign they they determine who you belong with, and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna like you know, manipulate things until you end up with a person that you're fated to end up with. Also, yeah. Also it, it might not have to be the government coming in and breaking them apart. Like they might not, they might realize that there was a glitch and they're not matched. And then now they're conflicted because all of this propaganda in the world they were right. raised in where it's like, are they just going to self-sabotage their relationship? And then their parents are like, you can't marry that person. Yeah. They're not, you're not compatible. And it's like a, it's a, um, metaphor i don't know it's no it is it's a reflection on you know real world like cultural like what you place on like who you should and -hmm. shouldn't be with yeah right we can can, you know because sci-fi is all about um, reflecting on our current values oh my god is this sci-fi this just turned into a sci-fi thing (laughs) i love it we're talking about dystopian dystopian future sci-fi like yeah Mm -hmm. i like it i like it that's another idea. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more before we decide on which one we want to develop into our, our first pitch. But this one comes from Tony, uh, Twitter handle Tony Bonzos. And his idea is a pottery barn employee discovers that the oven in his store brings ceramic objects to life if they're molded after sentient, sentient life. So kind of like a, I don't know, like a knighted museum type thing. Mm-hmm. Where I like and, that. Or like Indian, Indian in the, the cupboard. cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we grew up with. <laughs> I read so many of those books. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that. I, well, I, I love this idea. <laughs> I, I think it's really like being in a pottery barn and realizing that is, I think, it could be really fun. Um, it's just something about like throughout history of, of, of people always writing these stories of being able to create life out of non-life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so a part of our DNA. Well, you know, people, everyone wants to play God, right? You got like, you got like the golems of Jewish folklore and you got like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, uh, so I guess what kind of story do you want, we want this to be doing? We want this to be like a, like a night in the museum where it's a fun romp with like all these, you know, like someone creating friends yeah. or like someone like, kind of like a fun family type of story. Or do we want like this to be like 
a lesson on the folly of man playing God. And, you know, it depends on all where we stand on that because <laughs> I, 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 you know, um, I think I, I, I'm, I'm of the standpoint that we, we are gods. Uh, <laughs> we're just like young gods working our way to yeah. becoming mature gods. I feel like it could be both. Like it could be like an adventure, but then also have that theme into it where, you know, it is a lesson for, for the characters involved of creating life because there's always responsibility to creating right. life. You gotta be, yeah. Like be careful what you wish what for? you make, what you wish for. <laughs> just, yeah, no, that was so close. I thought you were going to say it. I was like, it was, you're right I know. there. We were right so there. Close. Um, I think, yeah, something like, um, for, for me, I, I just, this feels like a young adult, uh, type of story. Like a coming of age thing, right? Where you, you learn an important lesson about being responsible with your, your create, your creations. <laughs> like, um, maybe like, maybe something we can tie it into things that happen today, right? Like, Words have power, words have meaning, things you say affect other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you know, it starts off at all as fun, you know, you're creating little like little gremlins, but you don't realize that the gremlins become like um like gremlins of the eat after dark and mm-hmm. get wet, they like become evil yeah. gremlins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like maybe somehow he creates a monster that he has to stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then No, I I feel like, you know, we can keep it in the pottery barn. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's uh, uh, the uh, one of the employees um, brings a kid to work situation. Okay, here's one thing though: Do they make pottery a pottery barn? No, because <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure it's a, a furniture yeah. store. <laughs> yeah, it is a furniture store. You're actually totally, totally right. <laughs> I, I think they might be referring to maybe what's the, the what's the um, what's the pottery pottery like, color me, me or, yeah, yeah color, color me mine is that pottery or is yes that color me mine. Yeah. No, you make the pottery and you paint it. Okay. Too. Yeah. So yeah. you just oh. you make all of it. So that would be cool. Color me mine. Let's let's, let's switch let's, let's switch, switch the it. setting to color me mine. Um, I like that. Yeah. Like he's like a worker. Maybe he's lonely, watching all these couples coming on pottery dates and like making well, teapots. <laughs> when will I find my girlfriend or right, something? Right. Right. Yeah. I uh, I like that. I I I do enjoy. I mean, color me mine is uh, does feel like it's kind of wait. How would he miss it? Hold on. Maybe is it the kiln or the clay? The maybe the kiln is magical. Yeah, I think the kiln right? is magical. If you, if you so the prompt is if you put in something that's modeled after sentient life, so like mm-hmm. a person, then it becomes real. But it comes to life. But but it would come to life in the form that it was made. So if you made a six inch. A tall person it would be come out a six inch tall person it wouldn't come out as oh a, that's a good point because right then, because that's what it because then it, it would just be like a tiny a bunch of tiny creatures that just yeah. that's true around. Um, yeah which would be yeah, interesting maybe he creates his own little like kingdom where he is the god right yeah that would be really cool and then they rise up against him and i'm, I'm all about rising up this, this episode <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> Um, or may- maybe like after they're created, something triggers them to, you know, they're all different. So maybe something triggers them to grow into a different size or, you know, maybe become I mean, we are different. creating the story. Like God, we are, so. yeah. we are, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe more of like, I'm thinking like tiny soldiers now, like there's yeah. like this evil group. Yeah. Or like yeah. maybe, uh, it, uh, yeah, it seems to be, it, the conflict has to be. That he makes something he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, I agree. Maybe, maybe he's worn. Maybe, maybe the kiln belongs to a wizard who's actually the manager of the Color Me Mine mm-hmm. or the landlord. You know, so then we're. So, I, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, yeah. So I don't know if somebody would keep, I guess, kind of like something that's potentially has so much power in a, just a store that anybody can come right. into. Right. I feel like it would kind of be harder to find. Maybe. Okay. So maybe it's a replacement kiln. Maybe their kiln breaks down and they find something on eBay or like <laughs> they find a kiln off the side of the road or something uh-huh. and they bring it in. Right. And it's actually magic. Right. So maybe, um, I don't know, like 
That's a great. That's a it's great like a yard sale, or yeah, yard sale, or maybe it's just the some okay, family heirloom. I, yeah. How big is a kiln? I need to know. It's is, is it movable? It's it's not very easily movable. I think it's like a giant oven. Right? Yeah, it's a giant you, oven. Usually, it's like a so... big like. Wa- I think it's like a walk-in closet kind of. Or yeah, well, I actually don't know. Of, we should probably Google this. If, if <laughs> you've ever, if you've ever been to um like a like a a fancy pizza place that yeah. has a wood burning stove, right. like mm. I'm imagining it's going to be that big. At least that you, big. Yeah, yeah, at least that big. So yeah. that's pretty big, and um, I most of the time they're built in or they're very hard to move. So I feel like wherever There's, we find it, it's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this angle, the 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 specific, usually it, you know it it goes against us to be this specific when we're <laughs> first starting out. But in this story, in this case, yeah. it, it, it does really help to be very specific about the situation. And kind of looks like yeah, I go, I did the image search, so it's kind of like a, a big so, oven. If we're going to go, we're looking at some images of modern and ancient kilns. So is this thing ancient or is, you know, I'm with the prompt, it makes me think that it feels ancient. Yeah. I, yeah. The kiln itself and feels I think ancient. it would be more fun if it was ancient. <laughs> Versus a modern, like magical yeah. one, right? Yeah. Because I feel like there's more history that we can tie in. Yeah. Um, I see, I, I see a lonely kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I like the coming of age type. type he of makes story. friends, he, and then yeah. maybe he tells um, his his high school friends, or I don't know, like how old do you have to be to work at Columbia Mine? Maybe college age, or I I, I don't think he works there. I think that um, you know he's following a parent. You know, us. You know, single working parent doesn't have enough money to afford a sitter, so. After school or, you know, during the summer, he has to hang out where his, his single parent, his or her single parent mm-hmm. is currently working. And it's pretty lonely. I mean, I've hung out at, you know, I've gone to work and stuff where, with my yeah. parents and it's kind of sucks. You always bring toys. Uh, also, or maybe they, they might be like trying to earn extra money, get a new car or something. And they're just, they're just doing random work for somebody down the street or somebody in town. That's like a weird, older kind of grumpy person okay. and they discover okay. it there or something. That's um, a good one too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah. So kid finds summer job kiln or summer job, um, creates friends, accidentally creates a monster and then mm-hmm. has to go slay it or like make it good again or something yeah yeah that's a that's, that's, that's a great that's a great place to start yeah. i like yeah. that okay and yeah basically uses the urn that he's warned do not use and <laughs> and then chaos ensues yeah, yeah. like a sorcerer's apprentice type of thing yeah or, yeah okay so we got we got three potential stories right now we got the um the millennial like yeah time travel Body, oh, the, the, the body swap, the maybe body swap the body thing. swap. Yeah. yeah, the body swap. We got the dystopian future dating, the Justin Bureau idea, and we got this mm-hmm. pottery barn like this is like a, forbidden magic idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. what so, genre is this? This is like a fantasy adventure, fantasy adventure, yeah. fantasy adventure, yeah. okay. young adult fantasy adventure. We got three solid ones. What do you want to do? Which one? I like the pottery barn slash maybe not pottery barn one. <laughs> <laughs> I all all of them are really fun. It was really fun just to quickly discuss them mm-hmm. right now with you guys. But I I am gravitating towards the uh, fantasy adventure. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're gonna work on the fantasy adventure, not party barn, <laughs> party to life idea. Uh, maybe we'll we'll come back to those other ideas in a future episode. Yeah. Or look at that, we're already butchering people's like ideas. <laughs> it's alright. No, they were all fun to, uh, yeah. ideas to think about, and um, we could definitely go a lot deeper. With the other stories, yeah. but I think we're just attracted to that last one because there's a you know more fantasy adventure element. Yeah, okay. I will say the way that you phrase uh, Marvin, the way that you phrase the uh, dating app one, mm-hmm. it was it on the surface it felt like a, a, a superficial rom com, but the way that you framed it made it feel <laughs> very interesting. So, yeah. um, but I, I do like monsters. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I would have voted for that one, but, uh, we can go, we, I guess we can go with this one. Um, okay, cool. So, um, next part of this show is all about fleshing out the story. Like, so let's talk, let's first talk about characters. So we want the main character. You guys are envisioning a kid, 
or well, I feel like it would be a kid because once you hit that teenager, you're not interested in stuff like that. You just want to be cool and hang out with your friends and like do what your friends are doing. But we're talking about lonely kids though. Like lonely teenagers hang out with, you know, but I feel like there needs to be some sense of imagination where Mm. they would be doing something like that in the first place. Like, I mean, yeah, lonely teenagers do hang out by themselves and kind of, but I don't feel like it would, I feel like a younger kid might stumble across this. Uh, I'm always the guy who brings in the, uh, like the more kind of businessy aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when I think of young adult novels, I think early, is that, I, I think early teens, like super early teens, like, like 13, 14. 13. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I'm thinking. I guess when I think of teenager, it's like you even younger, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. Even, yeah. When I think of, um, young adult, I think of Harry Potter. That's my me go-to. too. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, so and that's I'm a, thinking... that's a biz- that's a more of a, from a business angle of mm-hmm. like, if you want this, t- you know, to go beyond the conversation and, you know, uh, be appealing to the, you know, the industry. Right. I, right. Right. Go, Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking 12, 13 ish. 12, 13 ish. Even younger, maybe even younger. um, But 12, 13, the oldest, I think, at the oldest age. Okay. And let's say for for argument's sake, um, an Asian kid, probably. For Mm. for the sake of fresh creatives. Yeah. Um, I'm down for that. And I'm always down for that. Are we thinking like little boy, little girl? In my mind, you know, this all comes from like drawing from your own experiences. I obviously always go to little, uh, you know, little boy. Mm-hmm. And then I've found recently with a, a writing partner of mine, whenever we start out that way and then suddenly one day we just go ahead and ma- challenge ourselves to flip it to a young girl, it always makes it more interesting. <laughs> but that's, that's like a, a personal okay. thing for me. Right. But. I, um, I mean, yeah, I guess it, it keeps you from like, um, projecting like gender roles and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah. let's, let's, um, let's keep it gender neutral for now. That It's until, possible to do that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we'll we go out, on yeah. for a long time and just be gen- <laughs> gender neutral until it feels okay. Like. So preteen, let's say Harry Potter aged mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. um, who is, is lonely, maybe moved into a new town mm-hmm. maybe that's how they come into contact with the the magic kiln it's like it's it's a new it's house, house that or they something. moved to yeah mm-hmm. that used to, to be leave all his friends behind yeah and then it used to belong to i don't know is, is the wizard gone or is the wizard like hanging out is this like a a fighting force or situation where it's like the the, the old wizard brings this kid under their wing and <laughs> hmm. Hmm. um so now we're establishing that it's probably in a house, a probably in a house or a property hmm. of somebody's like, well, do we want to keep the conceit that it's like a, a kiln at a modern like store or, well, you yeah. know, I, I have seen a lot of, I mean, we, we see it more and more these days where they will renovate an old building mm-hmm. and turn it into an, a, like an, a commercial space. Okay. So mm-hmm. maybe this is something that is found in the basement. Okay. And, but, uh, so maybe like we have a manager saying like, oh, this kiln's always been here. So we decided to make this into a coloring mine type of thing. Yeah, there's either that yeah. or that they, this is stretching it, but maybe there's a coloring mine and then um, they, they find that, that, that sounds weird. And they find another <laughs> maybe kiln. It's a color, maybe it's a coloring mine competitor, like a mom and pop coloring mine. Right, right. Right. That was built around this kiln that's already here. So might as well make a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, make a pottery thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maybe it used to be, maybe it used to be the pottery studio of like a uh, a witch mm. or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, a retired witch. <laughs> this would be cool. I mean, if we tie it back to, let's say, so I'm imagining it's a big kiln. I, I'm imagining yeah. that too. And I, you know, we can maybe tie back some, some kind of like, uh, some of the more like popular mythological creatures, you know, and somehow tie it back to this kiln. Like mm-hmm. what, whoever, maybe like wars have been fought over this kiln because whoever held, whoever controlled the kiln could create whatever yeah. creatures they Wait, So where does this take place then? Is this like, cause if it's like in America, then is like Sasquatch and, 
werewolf it'd be like the bigfoots like, and the yeah yeah because if it's to place in like england then it'd be europe like yeah dragons and, and Loch Ness or and... right or in germany it would be like all the right all the right. grim tales right mm-hmm. um i mean would you guys be opposed if it were not in america and it took place somewhere abroad i i like the idea maybe Maybe that's why the kid's lonely because he had he got dragged halfway across the so he is an American world. kid, right? Yeah, American yeah. kid who gets who gets oh, taken yeah. out of place. Yeah, yeah, that would be really interesting. Maybe their parent is... that would that also, would heighten. Um, for some reason, um, I was thinking when you brought that up uh, that the kid could be adopted, and that could also bring the move such a far move, mm. and that would add a lot of like loneliness and. Um, Totally. So the reason why I was thinking about the adopted idea was um, me and Chris love this movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. And it's about a child who um, is pretty much about to leave the foster system because he's too old. He's about to, what do they call it? Like age out or whatever. Age out, yeah. Of the foster system. Yeah. So he's either, you know, going to go to juvie or nowhere. Um and then he gets adopted by a couple who lives in the bush and he's kind of like this, you know, hip kid who's into like hip hop rap and like, so it's like definitely a contrast. And, um, but I think that's why I was thinking about that because he feels very isolated out of place. And yeah, like I, I've heard this movie because it's, it's directed by, um, Taika, Taika Waititi, Waititi, who is, he's also one of the writers on Moana and he's also worked with, um, with Jermaine Clement a lot, right? A, uh-huh, on, on yeah. a bunch of stuff. He yeah. did the the Eagle Eagle Boy movie. Um, oh, um, Shark Eagle and the Shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah versus, Eagle Boy versus Shark. I think he, yeah. he's done so many great. All, yeah. all of his movies are so I know. so good. After you told me, I went to watch the other one about the the vampires that live in a flat together. <laughs> yeah, what, what so funny? What we do in the dark? Right? Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. what we do yeah. in the dark? He directed really that. Funny. Um, yeah, yeah, like that one had an extra layer of isolation mm-hmm. to it. So, okay, so we got, we got the main character who is, um, Asian American kid, Asian American kid adopted, like from the foster system. Maybe like, um, that's why he has to travel or they have to travel all the way across the, uh-huh. to where the magic kiln is. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it would also give him maybe, um, inspiration to create these creatures, you know, that are out of place or, um, things that don't belong in the world because he feels like he doesn't belong. Okay, that's really good. So, yeah. so let's talk, start talking about like the story, mm-hmm. right? Does the story start with them arriving in their new home, or are they already there? Like, what? Where in the timeline is this? I think arriving. Um, that's always interesting. You know, like the first um, interaction. If if it is an adopted situation, you know, um, becoming accustomed to a home and the parent, the parents or parent, and maybe for some reason the parent um, ha- suddenly has a, something come up in work and is like, okay, I'm so sorry that I just brought you into my home, but now I have to go work on this, and and he's kind of left alone for a good amount of time where he can, you know, explore and right, and then they find. Um, and then they find that the, the kiln in the house or is it part of like their, uh, they take like a, a, a part-time job at the, um, not color me mine, color me mine place. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm now wondering if that, if the, it seems like the heart of that prompt that we got is a, a, uh, a kiln that can create live things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how long I'm already feeling the, 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 the color me mime story starting to slip <laughs> the more we move along in this I, direction. I think, I think because, okay. um, I feel the same way, but I think it's because when we're thinking of something like ancient and magical that can create something like this, it's kind of out of place in such a modern store maybe, right. or, but maybe that but would be the appeal. I mean, I feel like that's, that's the, oh, that's where the comedy comes in? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. You know, because like, like, um, Night at the Museum, right? Mm-hmm. That's, it's a comedy adventure, adventure mm-hmm. comedy. Right. Um, it takes place at what, the Smithsonian or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some very, but not the Smithsonian, but no, just, the Smithsonian is the sequel. 
Oh, is it? Is yeah, the it? first yeah. the first movie was like in this like local natural history museum or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's interesting. I I think it's. I always find myself in these situations where there are are some appealing um, elements that don't feel like they fit together right away, but. But let's go down that. We should go down that path, right? If yeah. It, we, if it were we, a color me mime store, mm-hmm. they, um, they, ha- you know, I don't imagine they would use the. What do you, are you imagining? The magic. Well, so the so the the prompt is that when you put something that looks sentient into it, yeah. it becomes alive. So maybe they've always just put plates and vases mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cups into it, so like they can't come to life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then somehow maybe the kid makes a. Makes, maybe this is like the parent bonding trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's take you to this pottery thing because that's what kids do these days, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, the mom or the dad makes like, you know, a plate like they're instructed, but the kid makes like a a, a little creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm curious um, when you're saying like, oh, the pots and plates and stuff, I've never, is that because it, they never like. What if you were to draw a face on one of those things? Then would they would, come to life? It would well, have to come to life. It feels like. <laughs> it feels like. It feels like. So it. maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe the kid like, draws a face. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's almost like when play, you're yeah. when you're creating these rules for this world. You know, when you start kind of backtracking on your own rules, mm-hmm. it 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 almost sometimes feels hard to keep it together because yeah. then you're like, then what? But I mean, if it was uh, if it was a kiln that was quote unquote in disuse and it was like you know this building has a rich history of 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 pottery and stuff uh we're updating it and you know now it's a family event come come do color me mime maybe but because this is in a foreign country yeah maybe and because this is like the kiln from like a historic kiln factory or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe the translation is now the pottery barn Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's a barn where you make pottery in, <laughs> right? Oh, so you're saying yeah, it's not even used. It's anymore. not even. It's not pottery barn TM, the furniture store. It's like some pottery barn in like the middle of I don't know Germany or, right, or right. Europe or something. Right, right. That is called. It's translated the pottery barn. <laughs> the pottery barn. <laughs> right, right. Um, and they sell furniture. No, they they it, actually it, do. It's a colony oh, mine, see, but, but set in a foreign, in yeah, foreign yeah, country yeah. where it's the pottery barn. Right, so right. we still keep the the prompts right, right. pottery <laughs> barn. It's right. just not the pottery barn. Yeah. Um. So maybe yeah, maybe they get taken to the pottery barn. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. The foreign pottery barn the to pottery barn to um. I don't know. Maybe it's like an after school program or something. Yeah, yeah. Or for some reason, maybe. So maybe it's like the ancient kiln that no one uses. Don't mm-hmm. use that; it doesn't work. And then yeah, it's just something. Yeah, you, you. Why would you use that but then when you have modern Because the kid kilns. doesn't speak German, or yeah, maybe like they uh, misunderstand yeah. it, yeah, and yeah. they accidentally use it, mm-hmm. and then it comes to life, and then mm-hmm. they discover the secret of the pottery barn, mm-hmm. not TM. Yeah, and and then that's the setup. That's like the setup to the rest of the story. Where yeah, right. Yeah. I was just thinking that's a good idea because we would have to establish why he's kind of the first to discover it. Right. If it's in such a public place that anyone can access, um, why hasn't anyone else discovered it? You know, like another kid. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's forbidden mm-hmm. by the, uh, I'm still, I'm still with this idea as like the, the headmaster or mm-hmm. like the owner of the not pottery barn, pottery barn mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. actually the wizard that created it mm-hmm. or like a descendant of the wizard. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he, he maybe, can't... An actual clay person that's like just immortal, right? Over right, it. right. Yeah, I think it's an you know we it's not foreign to us to hear about the order of the so and so that's yeah that's around to protect the magical thing, right? So yeah. it's a it's a it's a wizard type of person. Maybe it's where all these historical folkloric monsters came from, right? And so this order needs to protect. The kill yeah. for falling to the wrong hands. Basically to fall into anyone's hands because it always gets abused, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, you know, it used to be used a lot back in the day, right? Someone would use it because they had a quote unquote good cause. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, you know, power corrupts, you know, absolutely. I mean, like you said, wars are fought over this kiln that right, can create right. like these 
golem monsters that can yeah. be, you know, like yeah. free soldiers, right? It, it's like right? the ring. Like the ring is so powerful, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. whoever has it, it corrupts them. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. really yeah. no one should have it. Right. So basically these protectors of the kiln have kind of, you know, kept it out of public consciousness. And as camouflage, because they can't destroy it, they create this pottery barn, mm-hmm. culinary mine oh. company to be so like the, some- the front. So where they can keep an eye on it that can't <laughs> right. be destroyed that's an that's that's, that's great yeah. okay yeah. yeah it's you know it's okay. uh <laughs> you know the last place you would go looking for this magical kiln is like a a, a commercial uh establishment <laughs> yeah you know that like <laughs> you take your family to yeah right okay i like that that's funny yeah, yeah. there's a, a bit of quirkiness to it but mm-hmm. there's a and it meshes reason. like the the fantasy like yeah yeah MacGuffin with a modern setting, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's talk about like the the story arc then for this kid. Like we talked about how the the main story arc is that the kid discovers this thing that can create life, Life. like friends and like something he can like control or be, maybe it gives him some sort of, I don't know, like a power trip or so at some point the kid has to create something that he can't control or something that's like malevolent, Mm -hmm. right? Well, do we want him to be the only person that discovers it? Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a key. Maybe it's a secret that gets like, that's what I'm that goes thinking. to like he tells the wrong person. Now mm-hmm. everyone is creating stuff, and then yeah, that that, or, that feels like how it would go out of control. Is yeah. that or like in preteens, all it's all about fitting in, right? Mm-hmm. Like being mm-hmm. part of the cool kids. So maybe they tell the cool kid who's actually like a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then the 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 cool kid creates like. Dick creatures. Dick creatures. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not penis. Could, not dick creatures. Creatures that are dicks. Yeah. Not but, literally. But not literally. <laughs> <laughs> creatures with dick personalities. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. They're just going around knocking um, over drinks and, and stuff. Then, and then the rest of the... So that's the, that's the conflict. And then, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the, the resolution is like the kids banding together. Maybe the dick kid. The kid who's a dick. Um... The mean kid. The mean kid. The bad guy kid. The bad kid. Yeah. Um, learns a valuable lesson mm-hmm. in like being responsible or mm-hmm. like wants to make amends. So like they, and they form like a goonie squad or something to hunt yeah. down or mm-hmm. to like, yeah. there's gotta be some way to, you know, like maybe reverse the spell or to capture the monsters, mm-hmm. like Ghostbuster style, maybe like right. you create some sort of trap. Like maybe like the monsters are all attracted to, I don't know. A certain thing, peanut right. butter or something, right, right, like, <laughs> um, something really random, right? Yeah, like uh, they're attracted to uh, that. That would be so funny if it was like you know M and M's. Yeah, M&Ms. this like going off your business sense. This is a good time, good, good time to do some like branded yeah. product <laughs> placement. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way Reese's Pieces grew to fame from ET. Yeah, because M and M's wouldn't allow them or didn't. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. M and M like. I guess wanted too much money, so they went with Reese's Pieces, and that movie put Reese's Pieces like on the map, pretty much. That's awesome. Um, That'd be interesting if they were really into like uh, chewy gummy type of candies, <laughs> just because they're why chewy gummy or just uh, just the came to mind. I, I, the idea that it's the opposite of clay. Oh, um, okay. Even though they're so like they're alive, Airheads or some sort of taffy, maybe. I think it should be like an Asian candy. Oh yeah. Um... What are those like the the rice ca- caramel candies? Have you had those? Like it's like the white rabbit. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like milk candy. Yeah, yeah pretty like, much condensed milk candy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not committed to that idea, but uh, the idea. Of- I do like the idea that Asian snacks are the the answer yeah. to the problem. <laughs> and it could also be something like, um, for some reason, he notices that they are afraid of water or something like that, mm. or they stay away from water, and maybe that's kind of what. Uh, can undo them mm-hmm. or yeah well they they will have a weakness and our our characters will go through a long journey to find it right, right. but I, I i like the the central conflict being that they they have not they but maybe the mean kid has created some pretty uh awful creatures and um they feel like they need to put a can on it so they keep creating it just spit spirals out right. of control very mm-hmm. quickly because and then we talked about like maybe because the parents or the adults don't believe mm-hmm. that this is happening mm-hmm. 
like they they just think it's some sort of like wild coyote like yeah. going around like mm-hmm. you know because these they're like they're, they'd be gremlin sized creatures right they wouldn't be like full size monsters or do you... it, yeah it feels like gremlin sized to me that's what you would kind of right? yeah if you're like a, by yourself and you're creating stuff it's either right. very very small mm-hmm. to gremlin size so are these bad guys maybe um, these bad creatures are they like how bad are they are they like murdering fools or are they just like causing mischief right like well i think it would to trigger them um wanting to fix the problem i think it would have to be kind of something serious seriously a little more on the serious side where it's like oh my gosh if we get caught for this right maybe (laughs) maybe there is a like a like you said maybe a a way for them to grow into full-sized monsters after like a certain amount of time. So there's a time limit oh, that they have to like cast creatures or else they become like giant werewolves or something. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they start maturing in however right. that, whatever that means. So whoever is the caretaker character, part of the order of, uh, let's say like order of potters, mm-hmm. or order of potters, <laughs> um, <laughs> becomes incapacitated somehow. Right. Who are you? <laughs> I am from the order of potters. <laughs> Call me Potter. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That sounds like infringement. We, we make it close enough <laughs> that we can get away with it. Like, maybe instead of, like, a lightning bolt. Like, he has, like, more tattoo. And then, like, hipster glasses instead of a horn. I don't know. Um, but somehow he... Maybe he's he can't interfere or he's, like... He needs a certain, he needs these things for the spell to work. But then mm-hmm. he gets locked mm-hmm. in the room by the monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somehow he... Someone falls the kid to be the hero, mm-hmm. right? Our main guy, our adopted kid, right? Yeah. He's going to have to step up. Um, and do we want it to be like just him or... Because I'm kind of imagining like since we're, group we're, of, we're going with this like adventure fantasy yeah. thing, like maybe like a group of like of, his, of, his own like his... Have you seen Stranger, Stranger Things? Yeah, like yes. his, like his, yes. his like his outsider posse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be more fun if we had more kids in there. Yeah. Um, and also, he would obviously need help. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a band of misfits who like get together, right? And you know, um, so like they get together and they like use the kiln to create like their fantasies or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they're always careful with it, and then, and then and then the mean kid finds out and creates like dick monsters, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just giant penises, just rab- <laughs> it could be phallic. I mean, yeah, yeah, or you know, metaphors, guys. or even the <laughs> so many, <laughs> so deep. <laughs> even like the kids could be creating like fun pets, you know. But then, yeah. like you said, after a certain amount of time, they grow. They grow bigger, or they just—they're not pets. They're like wild things yeah. that they've created. So then they kind of grow out of control, and right. maybe they. Uh, maybe well, yeah, maybe it's like maybe instead of dick monsters, it's just they're they're they because they don't know they don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. They just see oh we can create our own like Pokemans or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what would fascinate me. I'm always interested in uh, you know like intention, mm-hmm. and um, and like the power of the intention behind the thing, you know, it's like, you know, social media, whatever it is in this day and age, it's really how you use it. But it'd be interesting if our main hero kid was creating these creatures, but they're like really, really nice creatures because he's creating it out of a place of loneliness and wanting companionship and friendship. Right. That's like the heart of where it, his, it's his intention of why he created it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a, a really mean bully kid who's creating something just to be a nuisance and just to oh, be yeah. harmful. Or, or to get what he wants. To get and, what he wants. And mm-hmm. it comes from an evil place and the creatures come out with that in their DNA. I like the idea. Uh, maybe we keep it personal to the kid. Maybe... He creates these creatures out of loneliness and they're like little friend creatures that are nice. And then something happens. Maybe like a girl he has a crush on mm-hmm. gets like, or maybe one of like a real life friend of his gets beat up by a bully or something. So he like, he gets so mad that like he creates like a more mean spirited animal yeah. or creature that yeah. goes out of control. Yeah. And maybe instead of friends, he rallies his, his nice buddies to become his posse to mm-hmm. like go hunt down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the bad mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Right. So it becomes kind of like, kind of like yeah. tiny soldiers where it's yeah. the creatures fighting each other. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, it'd be interesting because like there, for me, this is where like the whole f- fun part of commentary comes in because like 
they'll try to create meaner monsters to hunt down the last monster oh. in it. And it's, it's like that arms, it's the arms race. You know, yeah. it's like we always feel like we have to yell louder than the other side that we don't disagree with in order to shut them down. But, right. but what mm-hmm. you really need is actually like compassion and empathy and to sit down and have a civil conversation. But these kids are just going to create more powerful and more like malicious monsters to get right. the last one. Mm-hmm. And it spirals out of control. Yeah, it's right. kind of like um, I think it's a so like know. the Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? Or yeah, is right. that is that how it worked? I, I haven't seen. That's that. the Mickey Mouse. Um, like he creates, he oh, brings brooms to life to right. like do his chores, but then they go out of control, and then he can't control it anymore. Um, right? Sorry, I forgot to rewatch that. Oh no, no, no. I was just thinking like what you what Chris was saying um, is a theme that I think um, is like a big thing right now where it's like you can't fight hate with hate you know and then when you're trying to create like uh when the kid's trying to create worse monsters to try to capture the monster that he just created it's just like a cycle that goes out of control and and that's kind of like a lesson that he learns throughout the process that um he needs to create Mm -hmm. a creature that's right so maybe the first creature he creates becomes like the key Mm -hmm. like the one he created out of loneliness and Mm -hmm. and for uh, for friendship becomes the key to defeating yeah. the the bad, yeah, mm-hmm. dick monsters. Yeah. The dick yeah. monsters um, yeah. And I, maybe so. What would that be? Like, would it be I like like, like, like oh, you just need to hug them or yeah, like, yeah? I think what would I mean immediately what comes to mind is he realized you know the first one he creates is like super cute and like seemingly useless mm-hmm. in the in the in in these hunt for the other creatures yeah, and he kind of even forgets about it yeah and, and but he's always maybe there with yeah, them he's like yeah. always his companion yeah and then he realized he has to create just a bunch of those guys and they all just go basically hug the bad like I know, hundreds I'm, of them go hug i'm thinking of like a, little, a bunch creature. of little kirbys just like kirbys just like that run up and, and they all like they all jump on the bad one right and they yeah. all hug him and he's like immobilized yeah and then, and then they, maybe they like kind of this is kind of getting crazy but they kind of merge with him and become like a big version of like yeah. that original little yeah. creature <laughs> We can go. I mean, this is the beauty of dealing with like monsters. Is yeah. like we. This is where we can have a lot. So of love fun. was the answer all along. Yeah, yeah. love is the answer. And that's all good. Along. And and then it, you learn a valuable lesson. And then yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that that is a lesson that you um you know growing up when someone's mean to you you're like oh I have to mean be mean back but like that never works. <laughs> you it's, know, it's also like a very primal part of us. Like yeah, our you know I've done it so many times where somebody let's say even like a, a Trump supporter says mm-hmm. something you know and i'll just <laughs> i'll say something really mean mm-hmm. you know to you know even if i'm by myself and I'm, i'll be like why did i say that that was so mean yeah yeah, I, yeah I it is i that. feel like it's a primal <laughs> instinct that but we have it, you know it's your gut reaction but mm-hmm. okay. I, I think it could be very like it'd be yeah. great for a kid to watch that and then like get that lesson out. and i guess um to finalize the arc what does how does the kid like what's the lesson that they they like how do they come out of it is so what are the ending now? Like, the evil is defeated. How is the kid different than when he first started? Well, I think um, he's not a lonely kid anymore because he uh, went through this whole thing with his group of friends, mm-hmm. and then they all had to work together and compromise to to find a solution. Right. Um, and the intention that he had creating the creatures that he had to to go and catch in the first place. Like, um, maybe he realizes that isn't the best way to go about things. Yeah. I mean, on the surface, it'll seem like he's gone through a big transformation, right? Cause it'll be, so he'll start out alone and lonely. And then by the end he'll, he'll be with his crew of misfits. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they've together, they've all figured out how to take down the monster. So he's like kind of, yeah. Maybe the ending is him, Telling Mr. Potter that <laughs> he doesn't need to kill him anymore because <laughs> yeah. he has his friends now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he walks up in the sunset. No, that's good. But also, um, and then you know, before it ends, there's like one of the creatures they missed. Yeah. And then you see it kind of just get away. Yeah. <laughs> the one more thing. You know, it'd be interesting how, if how we ended this is uh i'm always thinking about emotion too and he goes out from this like lonely outcast right and um an outcast among outcasts and then 
maybe the order of the potters is that that's what you're saying yeah, they, yeah. they you're like you are you're now a potter you're now a, 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 oh. the leader <laughs> of the potters the yeah. order of the potters or when he comes of age he can go yeah. join them he's mm-hmm. known an apprentice that, potter yeah and, and that will be like Here another adventure for him and your yeah. tattoo <laughs> welcome <laughs> they're like Yeah, he's like, oh, but I don't have the, t- I don't have the scar, and they, and they, they punch him in the face <laughs> with their ring-shaped ring. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. All I right, like, I like this. This is cool. Yeah, we got a good idea. So, okay, so I think we got, we got our, we got our treatment. So um, we do. Chris, why don't you, uh, why don't you throw recap it back to you guys? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. uh, it's uh, our our movie is called The Order of the Potter. And uh, it's about Colin the Pottery Barn. The Pottery Barn. Yeah, <laughs> and it's about a uh, it's about an Asian American adoptee who uh, you know was dealing with isolation and then gets double isolated when his family takes him to Europe, uh, moves to Europe, and so uh, and uh, that's where he kind of t- t- comes across a hidden ancient kiln that um, has the ability to bring. Um, uh, clay creations to life. Yeah, and uh, at the, at the pottery barn, which is located in the uh, did we say the basement of the pottery barn? It was yeah, like it's like the the pot the kiln that they don't use. It's the yeah. kiln, yeah. yeah. It's the it's it's the kiln that's just for decoration. Yeah, yeah for whatever reason they don't use it, and you're yeah. not supposed to. <laughs> you're not supposed to. And uh, he discovers it has magical powers that brings things to, creations to life. You know, he uses it um, at first to kind of help. With his loneliness and his isolation, and yeah, um, makes friends. He makes yeah. He yeah. tries to you know make uh, friends, and uh, his him using it when he's not supposed to attracts the wrong people, and uh, the wrong people start using it, and things spiral out of control. And he, uh, uh, I'm dropping off. I I'm gonna let you take over. Right, right. and then. Someone who's not supposed to, someone uses the kiln wrong mm-hmm. and creates like monsters who are dicks with the wrong intention. Yeah. Creating... And then, so in order to fight the monsters, they create their own like monsters. monsters and then it goes out of control. And then they realize that love was the answer all along. <laughs> and like they're the friend monsters that they created in the first place of creatures end up being the answer because mm. uh-huh. they're, they're created out of to give love. So they, mm-hmm. you know, They hug the bad monsters to, to death, to death, or, or to to <laughs> to love. Maybe they to love. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, and then or they maybe, learn a viable lesson, and yeah. then the kid is inducted into the order of the Potters. Mm-hmm. That is because crazy. there is an evil. Maybe there's an evil league of Potters across the way. That's like they're building up to like a big. They, yeah, we learn at the very end that this is one kiln among twelve, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's like a, a pottering war brewing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was- and I like the idea of all those, you know, mythical creatures that we hear about in stories and fairy tales and folklore um, could have been created by all these kilns. Yeah. And then the order is like this is just a small, small yeah, maybe, part of what the order does. Mm. Maybe some Mr. Potter is, is Mr. Grimm or something. <laughs> That's interesting. That's where all the Grimm fairy tales and yeah, folklore he's like come the from. Descendant of the Grimm brothers. He's the yeah. descendant of. Oh he's my like gosh. my ancestors created all these monsters. I must protect. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really like yeah. that. But that'll happen in book three. Yeah. 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 They <laughs> and, realize. And movie six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when they realize the, he's actually a clay, a clay person all along. Oh my God. Given the, the will of the Grimm's. Oh no. Wow. wow. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we just, that's awesome. Just awesome. Looks like we just created the next idea. great young adult series. I, <laughs> I don't want to sound crazy, but I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah that's that that's our first uh that's our first story that's our first fresh creative yeah um yeah thanks for listening hope you thank you enjoyed our creative yeah, process um again if you want to send us more story ideas for us to you know turn into epic stories <laughs> um you can find the uh, form on our facebook page and on our twitter on fresh creatives podcast and yes yeah, so Thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for bringing in uh, us in on this, Marvin. Yeah, no, thank you for joining me. I'm excited for the next episode. I wonder if we should develop one of the other ideas or go with the fresh ones that people will bring in. I am so down for anything. Uh Yeah. (laughs) This is fun. This is really fun. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time on Fresh Creatives. Bye. Bye.
And thanks for listening to Fresh Creatives. This podcast was produced and edited by Marvin Yue and hosted by Marvin Yue, Chris Din, and Porter Young. Our theme song is Invisible World by Paul Date. And remember, you can also submit a story idea for the team by filling out the submission form found on our Facebook page and Twitter profile. This podcast is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasters and podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can learn more about the collective as well as check out other podcasts hosted by Asian Americans by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.